0: You're listening to Adjuster Talk with Jason Heenan.
1: The question is, why be the adjuster? It was a much easier one. And then also, the sales are already made, right? When you get your claim, the relationship between the IA firm and the insurance company has already been solidified, and that work is already in your box. You just got to do it.
0: Welcome to Adjuster Talk, your go to podcast for all things insurance adjusting by Jason Heenan of Royal Adjusting Services, a leader in the U.S. claims adjusting landscape. We're here to delve into the dynamic world of independent adjusters and share insights and industry trends that matter to aspiring and seasoned insurance adjusters. At Royal, we handle the full spectrum of claims and catastrophes, specializing in residential property claims. Our mission? to provide a better, faster, more cost-effective claims experience, improving outcomes one customer at a time. So whether you're an independent adjuster looking to join a leading team or an insurance agency seeking unparalleled service, Adjuster Talk is your window into professional claims adjusting.
1: All right. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining today's episode of Adjuster Talk. I am Jason Heenan. And today, I just couldn't think of a better show to air. Like nothing gets me more excited than explaining why adjusting. Like what are the decisions that you need to make if you don't have a career that you like right now? Why adjusting? And this is one topic that just gets me so so excited to share the reasoning behind it. Okay. And it's easy reasoning. So I can't wait to share this with you. Here we go. Whenever I was starting out, I went through business school and I didn't do really well in business, and I had some banking experience but I knew insurance claims were a thing. They're interesting. And just, there's a lot of opportunity around insurance claims themselves, right? Because what that is, is like a homeowner pays, you know, most of the time, at least a thousand or two, some several thousand dollars for their policy. So it's not an uncommon occurrence for someone to have something go wrong with their house and then call in their insurance and say, hey, do I qualify for a payment or not? You know. And so when that situation occurs, an investigation happens, If there's damage and it's covered, a group of people is going to come out there and work on it. So money's going to change hands. And that is what you need to be looking for when you're looking for opportunity. Now, the original question is, why adjusting? Okay. So let's think about some of the players who are involved in an insurance claim. We'll just do a basic claim to start with because that's just the easiest thing to do to use for an example. Let's use a roofing claim where the roof was tore up by a windstorm or hailstorm. And then think about all the different people that would come up. Okay. So a storm comes through and it's a good storm. So the homeowners calls their insurance company and says, hey, something happened. I need someone to come take a look. And it is the insured's duty to prove their loss to the insurance company. But rather than waiting for that, the insurance company usually sends out an investigator, right? If there is good damage, let's not even think about the insurance money and the insurance adjuster and all the different things that happen on the insurance side. On the homeowner's side, they're going to need someone to repair their roof, their gutters, their window screens. If there was some, a leak caused by the storm, there might be damaged drywall, insulation, even carpet. There's just so many different players that will be involved. Why be the adjuster? Okay. The first thing is this. No hammers, no nails. Right. When you're starting your business out, there is equipment that you need up front. Ladder, computer camera, things to take measurements. Those are some upfront costs, but there's no hammer, there's no air compressor, there's no nail guns, there's no sample boards. That hard work is done by the roofer and the roofing crew. And I'll tell you from my own experience, when I was getting started, I uh, in between events or storms or in between when the insurance company needed me, I had a Wonder Bar, which is just a basic pry bar for made for roofing. I would do repairs, like small repairs in between storms. And a minimum charge for a roof repair is basically whatever you could talk the homeowner into paying you, depending on the damage. I'd go out. I still had my printer in my passenger seat from doing settlements in a truck, basically. And I would take pictures of a damaged roof, print it out, take it and put it in the home and take it and deliver it to the homeowner in the front door. And that right there always got a call back. Not always, that was, that's a silly word. But most of the time the insured was like, hey, that's more than what a typical roofer does. Typical roofer knocks on the door and says, hey, I see some damage. Kind of go up and take a look at it and tell you about it. And you're going to you're gonna get some sales that way if you do that. But that was my technique. It was just so much easier. And it was almost second nature at that point, just from doing field settlements from insurance claims. So it was an easy way to get business, but it was a hard way to earn money. Okay, so if let's say you're able to sell your roof repairs for... Three to four hundred each. You only need, let's just say, three for a good, a really good day. You're going to get nine hundred dollars out of that. Now you will have to have some shingles and some nails and some knowledge of how to do the repair without damaging the roof further. You want to earn that customer's approval, and they obviously you want people to feel like, hey, that guy did a good job while he's out here. The advantage there, go to the adjuster. I sweated way less doing insurance claims than actual being a roof repair guy myself. Eventually, I ended up with a couple guys I trusted. They would save half a day or a day a week for me each week, and then they would follow me around all the different repairs that I would have sold. And then you could do 10 repairs in a day. But I'd say the question is, why be the adjuster? It was much easier work. And then also the sales are already made, right? When you get your claim, the relationship between the IA firm and the insurance company has already been solidified and that work is already in your box. You just got to go do it. Number two, so another way to prosper From claims is the mitigation companies. So, what mitigation is when, let's say, a pipe bursts inside a home and water goes everywhere, any water supply line bursts. And that's not uncommon. Let's just say it's a freeze or there's just older plumbing in the house and it's just time. This happens all the time. Water heater goes out. And if it happens at night, one time I was living in an apartment. And the water heater went out and my feet hit the floor and it was swish, And every single square inch of that apartment, it was a bottom floor apartment, was full of water. What the next thing to do after that happens is, one, call a plumber to stop the leak. And two, get a mitigation company to come out there. So these are the companies parked out in front of people's houses. It'll be like Surf Pro, Service Master... Blackman Mooring, companies like that. They specialize in extracting water and trying to salvage what you have at the house. And so that way it all doesn't have to be demolished. Like all the drywall, the flooring, the insulation on the exterior walls, things like that That is a hard job. Okay, so I don't have any relevant experience to share. I will say that we had a guest in the first season of Adjuster Talk named Jessica Kalan. And now she is my boss. But at the time, I had met her in the field doing the roof repairs I was talking about earlier. And she was, a, I think, a farmer's rep. And then she decided, hey, I'm going to pick up some mitigation equipment, which is a dehumidifier and two fans. And so those are the major ones, pieces of equipment. They're expensive. They take up room. You have to have a big truck to deliver them. But the money's good. If you can get a solid relationship or two with insurance agencies, the money's good on mitigation. It's hard work. It's almost always after hours. You got to get there. You got to clean out the things that you know won't be dryable and easily repaired. And then you have to document what you're doing and what have you. Jessica's story, if you go back and listen to the interview, is that was hard work. And she's very well connected, obviously very qualified, ended up being a claims manager over at another insurance company. Or an MGA, and she sold her equipment on down the road just because it is a difficult business. So, again, advantage adjusting over mitigation. You have to have your equipment your laptop, your ladder, your measuring tape, your camera, but it's still, in my opinion, superior to having the overhead of mitigation. And don't get me wrong, there's tons of mitigation companies out there, and they would say, Man, I don't think so. You have to do 10 houses to my one in order to cover the income, but on the flip side, they probably work 10 times harder at one house than what an adjuster does at 10. So advantage adjusting.
0: Are you ready to elevate your career as an independent insurance adjuster? Visit adjuster-talk.com to download our exclusive guide. Five ways to improve your independent adjusting career. This essential resource contains insights and tips to enhance your professional journey. And remember, a polished presentation at Acclaim isn't just about knowledge. It's also about gear and attire. Royal Adjusting Service supports you in every way, ensuring you make the best impression every time. Don't wait to take your career to the next level. Head to adjuster-talk.com today and start transforming your future.
1: And then... Let's just talk about one. This is probably one of the most exciting things about insurance adjusting. So I've just been giving you some side-by-side comparisons of two different parties you might be doing claims with at a house. There's still public adjusting, which is another business at all altogether. We talked about that a few episodes ago. And here is the major thing that used to get me excited about claims is that when there was a sure enough big event happening. I'll just give an example. You got a major hurricane coming on the coast, or huge winter event coming down from the North Pole or something. Whenever there are those big media type events, you're going to be part of the action. And there's a feeling of excitement and like a rush that other people don't have. You know that you're going to play a part in that recovery even if every single customer doesn't like you and you only get a few hours worth of sleep every night and it's a terribly difficult situation, you have still gone and done your part to help the claims process and getting things going for that area. So the excitement of being an independent adjuster, it is real and it is there. And one of the most exciting things I think is just knowing that, hey, I can just be there with my regular equipment that i have at home that, that i do claims with it in my home territory but now i'm going to take this very same equipment and i'm going to go just go knock out a hundred claims on the coast and then if you get a chance to do something like that it is definitely an earmark of a good year whenever you get your regular business plus the big storm that's fun stuff and so that In my opinion, that excitement makes adjusting better than roofing or mitigation or being a public adjuster. And they all have similar merits. But I just felt like I could do the most amount of good things. I could produce the most amount of value adjusting claims rather than knocking on doors trying to get the business, right? And don't get me wrong, there's money there and there's business to be had and the people who are good at it, they make it look so easy. That just wasn't me. I have loved insurance adjusting for 20 years and still think it is. I can't believe that it is there and it's a viable opportunity. And the skill of it is knowing how to re- identify things that are damaged, knowing what the repair or replacement process would look like in on paper, meaning you know how to write an estimate, and then providing good customer service and writing a report. That is the value. You don't have to swing a hammer. You don't have to own a bunch of dehumidifiers and turbofans. You just got to be able to deliver that one service and get good at it. And a lot of it is rinse and repeat and refine. That's the third one people forget. Rinse and repeat, but you have to refine. Make sure you're doing a good job. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in today. It is such a pleasure to have some knowledge for you that maybe you can take and use. And if you stuck with me all the way to the end of this episode, thank you so much. I hope you found value in today's show. Have an awesome day.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Adjuster Talk. If you're inspired to join the ranks of skilled independent adjusters or an insurance agency looking for top-notch claims handling, your next step is clear. Reach out to Jason at Royal Adjusting Services. We're adjusting claims and setting new standards for customer satisfaction and efficiency. Join us in our mission to deliver exceptional service in every claim, every time. Contact Jason today at royaladjustingservices.com and discover how you can be part of the Royal difference. Your journey in claims excellence starts here.